This is a Broad Pods production. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Danny Riley. And I'm Dan Riley, and together we run Manamade. In this podcast, we have decided that we wanted to dive a little bit deeper into some of the things that mean more to us that we weren't able to share within the web series. We've got a little bit more time up our sleeves. We're going to have some killer guests in throughout the series, some amazing experts, and really talk about what's important to us on the journey to build our dream home. For Dan and I, building a home that was as sustainable as possible was our number one priority. So in each episode, we will also highlight these features as a standalone topic. We know that the most important part of a house is when it actually becomes your home. So in each episode of the pod, Dan and I will be giving you a sneak peek into these intimate spaces that made our house a home for us. Welcome to episode 10 of All Manner of Things and what a big episode we have for you. Um, Jumping off the back of episode 9, yes, that was amazing. I'm still reeling. That was such a stressful day. But you know what really (laughs) caps off the plungy? What, Dan? What's around it? Oh, yes. It <laughs> the landscaping. Does. And you know, I'm just going to say the one thing when the building surveyor came through to give us our certificate of occupancy, he goes, Congratulations, you've done your landscaping as well. <laughs> he did. That's right. <laughs> and that was one of the big things when we set out to do this project. Remember, I said to you at the very start, I'm like, we need to have this amount of money left at the end of this project because I am not living in that house surrounded by sand for any longer than I have to. So it was very important to us to do this project from start to finish all completed and not have drips and drabs to finish off. I mean, not that we didn't, but in terms of the landscaping, I mean, because now, you know, the landscaping is absolutely popping off and it looks beautiful. Yeah, it definitely wasn't from us designing it. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. We've got the best in the biz in. We do. We have the wonderful Dave from Franklin Landscape and Designs in today. So thank you very much for joining us to have a bit of a chat with us. My pleasure. So Dave's actually a a bit of a work colleague uh, of mine. Yes. Yes. We, uh, We work quite frequently on the block? Yes, we do, mate. I just actually come from the block there, just checking out what you've done you or what it. you haven't done. So. Yeah. You're obsessed. You're addicted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still there. Never finished there. Yeah, exactly. And so I guess we can share to our listeners today about where we first met. Yep. So we actually first met on our first series of the block that we were contestants. Yep. Dave, you were appointed by Mike and Andrew yep. to do their landscape design. Yep. So at, that's where we first yeah, met all those years ago. Yeah, Dorcas Street, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, a long, long time ago, actually. So yes. I think it was what, 13 seasons or 14 seasons ago? Yeah. We are all way older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but much wiser. 
So such a great introduction to you, your business, what you're yep. all about. And we have not done a series of The Block since then yeah. where you've not been involved. No, I've been on every series, so I've been pretty lucky. I mean, look, I'm a you know, glutton for punishment, so you always <laughs> yeah, go back every right. year. And I always say, no, nah, I'm not going to do it, not yep. going to do it. But then, you know, the anxiety kicks in and yep. you just go and do it. Too so, good not to do, right? Absolutely. Yep. A bit of fun. And you get to hang out with Dan as well. Oh, 100%. We have, we have a lot of laughs on we the side. We do have mate. a lot of laughs on the side. Do, do you yeah. know what I find funny on The Block is when we get the new sort of Hoorah, young landscapers yeah. coming through. <laughs> All they say is, I'm going to take Dave Franklin down, I'm going to beat yeah. him, I'm going to do this. But then Dave seems to win every year still. Yeah, well, that, that's what keeps me coming back. I yeah. love the competition. So. Yeah. What competition? But this year, I guess your role was a little bit different and you took yeah. on the overall landscape design for the estate, for yes. lack of a better word, and also yeah. Scotty's house. Yeah, pretty much. So we started this, I think it would have been last November, if not October, doing the designs. So and that's over a year ago. Over a year ago. We've actually had a crew of guys up there since November. I think we started November 8th. So I think pretty much where the auction is, that gives us 12 months of working at the block. At least 10 guys, that's been there full time the whole time. And it's rained, I reckon, the whole time. Every day. (laughs) Apart from two days. That's about it. And I reckon, Dave, this is your best design that you've done. Yeah, thanks, mate. I just got some photos through. So, yes, we didn't have to do too much touch-ups, but it does look great. And uh, you know what? My client was uh, Scotty Cam, so, you know, wasn't a contestant. So he's not too needy, Scotty. He's he's got deep pockets too, I reckon. Yeah, I was going to say, he he has. I'll just put that out there. He's got you full-time for a year with 10 guys. Put it, put it this way, when they say, there's your budget, his yeah. is a lot better, OK? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that. So. <laughs> I think, though, dream client, yes, yeah. no, any uh, goss? Look, to be honest, he was great. Yeah. You know, he'd come in, he'd go, right here, Dave, I don't want this, I want that, and I'd go, yeah. look at the plan, he'd go, oh, yeah, you've already done it. Yeah. He'd go, right, I'm going to do the rest. So, <laughs> to be honest, uh, he's a great guy. I mean, like, Scotty's exactly what you see on TV, he's exactly what he's like off the camera as well. Yeah. So, loves great things, you know, and yeah. just basically, if you're a great professional at what you do, he's mm. not going to stand in front of you. He's going yeah. to say, Let, go ahead and do it. So yeah. the only people I look out for is Dan and Keith coming at me. That's about <laughs> yeah. it. But this this yeah. year they've kind of left me alone, so we that's did. all right. Because so, you weren't on one of the contestants' homes where they could pull you up and yeah. create some yeah. drama. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, let's so, take it back to us yeah, and back so to was, the Blagari house. It was an easy decision who we were going to appoint for our landscaper, wasn't it really? Well, we have worked with you in the past. So yes, our last right. home that we did in Seddon. That's so, young. yep, you did the landscape design. Yep. And I think... We were like, yeah, we'll do all the work ourselves. And then yep. push come to shove and I'm like, Dave, we can't do this. Please yep. come and do it. So you did. You came and did all the construction work for us as well on that particular project. That's right, yeah. And then when we bought the site at Blegari, originally we went with another landscape designer and we yep. had a different home design completely, completely different aesthetic. And then when we landed on the current design for the home, I'm like... Dave, (laughs) we need you back. We need you to come and rework this design a bit to suit this home. Yep. Always loved your aesthetic. You're great at what you do. So why wouldn't we get you back? Mm. The only thing that happened at that time that we couldn't have foreseen, COVID. Mm. So that presented a whole new list of challenges. So, Dave, I want to have a chat today about, I guess, from a builder and client's perspective, what happens when someone appoints a landscape designer to do their project. We'll talk about the Blegari project specifically and how we needed to stage that and then, I guess, anything else that we want to chat about. Is there a question there? No. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying what we're going to chat about. Calm down. Yeah, well, we can start with design because, I mean, yeah. I, I get this asked all the time and I suppose it's probably one of the hardest things because designs can start a small 
budget of maybe one and a half thousand dollars, or if you're dealing with a bigger company, it could be anywhere between fifteen to twenty five thousand dollars. And there's different in design fees. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. everyone starts out with a concept design. Okay, yeah. so mm-hmm. it depends. Like a lot of people these days will do three Ds and stuff like that. Yeah. Generally, the package of a three D package and stuff like that, if you're starting out, is around the three and a half to five grand. Yeah, everything's scaled, but you know, you just got to have a look at what you've got in that job as well. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is is that it's budget. And everyone loves to design like, right, let's design everything, put everything in there. And then pull out. And then pull basically everything out and you've just left with two trees. So I think the biggest... (laughs) What we like to call that is a watered-down version of the original concept. Well, well, that's it. I I think you and I, we all went back back and forth a lot. I mean, your your project was probably, I suppose, a little bit easier because of the cancel and what you had to stick by with the plants and that. But generally speaking is that... Yeah, you know, I think for people that are looking out there for designers and that, you've really got to look at, one, what the budget is. You know, like you might go and pay $15,000 for a um, landscape design, but you're only spending $30,000 on, on, on the construction. Exactly. So that's a total waste of money. Not relative, so yeah. I would suggest to have, you know, pick some of your local landscapers or just one up, not a big company, mm. and they might be able to do something for 1000 or $1,500 mm. for a day work and just do a yep. quick two-day CAD design for you. Yep. And that way you're going to get value add. So it's really sort of looking at what you can do. And then, I mean, look, you guys, pretty much you built the landscape, which I've got to say, it looks fantastic and I'm very impressed. So <laughs> Thank you down. very much. I was, you know, <laughs> normally when I get clients saying they don't do it, anyway, there's another story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to you later on. But when you get someone like yourselves that can build it, you might need, say, a few bit more plans. So you go from concept plan to working drawings. Yeah. And that's where people start getting shafted and thinking, well, hang on a second, how comes the bills keeps going up? Yeah. You know, so sometimes you might be better off sort of sticking around that sort of eight to ten grand, get the scale drawing, get the plant schedule. Yeah. But just details like steps and stuff like that you may not need and that will bring the cost down for the design. For the design, That's a good point. Because with our project as Mm. well, you know, we worked with you on a concept. We were able to actually detail a lot of the construction drawing elements if we needed to. So steps down from decks, for example, and we did a lot of the deck uh, refinement in our final construction package. So that's where we were able to kind of massage that design fee budget element yep. as well, as long as the intent was being achieved. And look, as we say to everyone, design is the Bible of what you've got to use. Yes. Okay, like you've got to still stick within those because mm. obviously if you go out, that might not hit the code, res, but you've got in that area as well. So yeah. there's, yep. as I keep saying, pretty pictures sell, <laughs> but when you're trying to do the job, yep. you might not have everything. So you might have been taken on a long journey for six months and then go, right, hang mm. on a second, that, yep. that's actually over an easement. That's, yep. that's too close to the fence. So it's good to know that if you've got someone that you have got a designer, that one actually does deal with building surveyors a lot and stuff like that because that'll stop the time, you know, and as we always say, at the start of the project, everyone's really nice. Everyone's like, yeah, mm. this is great. I've got these beautiful plenty pictures. Plenty of money in the got bank. Plenty of money yes. and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. And then bang, the builder takes everything yep. and the landscape is left with nothing. Damn builders. So, yeah. so basically all you end up with is a picture. You can put a frame and put it on the wall and go, this could have been, this could have been. And then you'll know you'll be used this 10 years later on in yeah, next yeah. house. So. Maybe you could get a 3D render to accompany that yeah. design on the wall. No. This is what we could well, have had. Well, Danny, that's an extra five grand just yeah. right there. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But, I mean, I mean, look, the, the questions there, I mean, I could go on for half an hour about the actual design thing, but it yeah. is something that I think that everyone has to really, really speak about. Yeah. Um, and just think about what's got, what you want in your design and everything like that. Great designers and stuff like that, you've got it. They, we pretty much know a budget, but, again, the day with, you know, all the materials and that going up at the yeah. moment, 
it's very hard to pinpoint a price. Exactly, okay? yeah. But design, you can still pinpoint a price. Concept plan, start with that. Work with people like yourself, go yep. through everything, and that's, as we say, it's the heartbeat of the job. It Dave, is. Dave, I'm just going to give you a question without notice, just yep. for the listeners out there. <laughs> We're in a suburban Melbourne, you know, standard sort of size, 350 square metre house. Yep. For a landscape... Um, for that sort of build, roughly, what would you what would you want you're in not, the bank to to you're anywhere between 120, 150 grand? Great, yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, and that yeah. wouldn't include a pool either. That'd just be nah. just no, landscaping no. and no, that's just a Christmas card from me. Christmas yeah. card. <laughs> 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 I, I think that's 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 important for people to understand the yeah. pricing of a landscape because yes. they think now you can get yeah. away with 30 grand for your standard nah, home. It's not, just not going to happen. And what's going to make people absolutely fall off their chairs? So for the Blagari House, we had a landscape budget excluding the pool of 70 grand. So we knew that we'd be able to stick to that because of being a builder. We had access to everything at trade and we could do the work ourselves. Our site is 715 square metres. Our footprint is around about 300 and something square metres. So that's a lot of landscaping. And when I come to you, I said... We want low maintenance. We have an Indigenous plantings overlay on the site. We wanted a little bit of grass. We had the plungy. We wanted, we've got several different deck areas to connect, but overall, and we wanted it irrigated, of course, with a little bit of garden lighting, and we wanted to be able to execute it ourselves. It wasn't a crazy brief, but I think the more creative control that you give to someone, it can often be a little bit harder. And there were things in the initial design concept that we weren't able to see through or that we did change because of actual site conditions. But, you know, Annette Wales, my mum, she's planted about at least 500 plants on that site. So (laughs) we had several weekends of that. Yeah, look, I got to say, I drove past it the other week. Did you? Actually, yeah, I did. Uh, a friend lives next door to you, so yep. I think the, the biggest thing about, uh, about places like yours is that yours basically is quite steep, and I think just as a construction, like obviously you guys built that, so you guys have a lot of retaining walls and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And this is something that I hate because when you're doing it, when you're actually building the jobs, that's where a lot of money goes. So yes, when we're definitely. building pools and stuff like that these days, uh, we got to do protection piers on everything. So pretty much every pool, we've spent about fifteen thousand dollars. That you don't see. That you don't see. Um, Again, the biggest thing I think that helped you guys is that there's a lot of grasses, so all your plants aren't huge, Mm. but will grow huge. Yeah. But, um, and you had sand to dig in, so that's not too hard either. That's it. Uh, That was a really good point, Dave, about the construction side of things where the money goes into. Now, obviously, our site being a five-metre slope, Mm. we probably spent nearly 15, 20K on retaining walls to retain the site. It was definitely over 20k. And and this is something that clients should have to understand. If you are going to put a pool in the boundary, you're probably going to more than likely need protection works, which Mm -hmm. may mean piers or some sort of, you know. It it is. I mean, look, great question. As you said before, you said, you know, 350 square square metre block. So if you're talking, say, 700 square metre block, that's sort of the average block that we work on. Mm. And we used to do those at about sort of, you know, the 90 to 120 yeah, you're looking at 200,000 plus, plus. that's driveways, yeah. and then yeah. you put a pool on, you know, you're 100 to 120 to get anything decent these days. So you're yeah. talking $300,000 package. Um, I thought, geez, you know, no one will be signing up, but let me tell you, Melbourne's got money because everyone's signing <laughs> up. Yeah, so. definitely. People are at home more. They so they are. want their homes to be a reflection an of oasis. them, yeah. an oasis, and almost that instant completion. I knew that when, you know, or I remember back to when we were purchasing all of our plants and they were quite small because of what was available at that time. And they'd come to site and I'm like, why aren't they bigger? I want a (laughs) one-year-old landscape now. I was going to say something else, but I'm (laughs) (laughs) 
But I mean, your garden's looking good because yeah. a year growth with a coastal planting does go yes. great. And you know, these ways are saving money on on the job. Plants grow, and that's yeah. the, quite the great thing about. Yeah, construction has to be construction, but mm. plants can still grow. So if you've got to exactly. try and save somewhere on the landscape, definitely the plants. With the design, Dave, yes, we did have a lot of smaller plants, but you still gave us enough budget to put in some mature mooners yep. and some banksias. And some blueberry critical. ash. And our hero plant is the, the olive, the 35-year-old olive tree yep. that we had craned in on the plungy days. So yep. that olive tree is seen from every corner of the home. Yep. So spending close to three grand on that particular tree yeah. was definitely the biggest investment we made for a single single plant on yeah. the site. Huge investment, but you've got to look at it like a piece of furniture. Well, that I've, plant's in there for life. Yeah, well, I've won the block twice with an olive tree like there that. You so go. There you go. And the funny thing you say is that I actually just had one craned into the front of my house for good luck oh, yesterday, so perfect. there you go. So not <laughs> trying to trees. copy your design, but <laughs> maybe I would have been looking at it before yeah. I come in today. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's a good point, Dave. So, like, yes, you can sort of not spend as much on the plants and get less mature plants, but always get one or two big features, I, you, you reckon? I, absolutely. I think if you've got to do something in a, in a feature situation... 
other homes yeah. is the staged approach to executing the design. With our particular project, we had to stage it. So we have the rear retaining wall, which runs across our rear boundary, mm. which we lost access to fairly early on. You had to build that alfresco area. We had to put a temporary floor down and we had to get all the plants up there while before the plungy went in while we still had some access. So that was a good solid three days of me on the thing. Digging the excavator? The excavator or something. Yeah. Yep. Carrying up soil, mulch, mulch. big plants. Yep. Rocks. For rocks <laughs> to then literally landscape that back section so we then were losing access. So we yep. wouldn't be able to do it again. Yeah. So this is pretty much one of the hardest things as well. We've got a job at the moment as well because... When you're in sort of, you've got like the stages of doing the landscape. So obviously you've got excavation and then you've mm. got your construction, but mm-hmm. you're all, all landscapers like to do front and backyard at the same time. You yes. don't like doing the backyard finish <laughs> and then coming down to the front yard. It's like, hang on, yeah. I've just finished up there, but I'm about to start, start the front. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, the, the biggest thing is, is that um, I suppose, you know, getting all the materials up there, you've only yeah. got one chance. Yeah. You know? So splitting the jobs up, you can do it. It does come back down to the design, looking at, okay, right here, what have we got here? If you've got retaining walls, definitely get all of them done. Backfilling and everything like that, getting good soil, getting good mulch mm. and all that. Yep. And as we said, like the hero pieces, like the big trees and yep. um, all those sorts of features, definitely you've got to get up there. But, yeah. yes, it's it's definitely a hard one because it's stage one and two. Yeah. Your, well, I think we... And that's generally only on a new build, so a lot of places you probably do renovations or just yeah. the backyard where there is no stages. You've only yes. got one shot to do it. But also because we did it ourselves or we, we executed the design ourselves, it was also pinches of time. So we'd have a pocket of time here. All right, great. What can we get done in this particular window of time? So I think it ended up being almost a three or four stage approach to our plantings, which we had some of those plants there for months. You know, I think we only had our garden lighting put in of of May this year. So May, 2022. Then we did this, then we did that. Then the grass tree came. So there was bits along the way that ideally you want it all done at once, but it's often not the reality. Well, if it makes you happy, I'm only just finishing my front yard after two years, okay? So, <laughs> Plumber always has leaky taps. I, 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 I'm sick of people <laughs> walking past my house and shaking their head and going, mate, he's, he's been a landscaper. It's been two years now. So, Never yeah. hire that, Dave Franklin. That, that's it. So you guys have actually beaten me on my own home. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I reckon you might hear about that every night too. Yeah. I'm, 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 let's just say we're in separate rooms every day. <laughs> but um, definitely so. <laughs> but anyway, to anybody in Bayside, it will be finished next yeah, week. Yeah. So. <laughs> that, that, they've all got a bit of a question. Um, what are the mo- some critical th- items that every landscaping job will need? Like, is it irrigation? Is it lighting? Yeah. Is it look? To, especially coming up to Christmas, and great question because what we're trying to do at the moment. I went to the nursery yesterday, and I'd have to say everything's sold out since, since we've had COVID, right? Yeah. Obviously, and we were saying this before. Everyone has fallen back in love with their backyards and their front yards. Yeah. These nursery growers, I've never seen it ever like this in my entire yep. life. So you're talking that normally what they bring out the plants at sort of around the September. Mm. So I'd have to say, like, as soon as this person has signed the contract, what we're trying to do at the moment, like secure we secure the plants. Well, we just started a job in Beaconsfield Parade, and mm-hmm. we're we're ordering the plants now to secure them, yep. just wow. to make sure and paving as well. So yep. you're sort of seeing that the stock lists and everything like that. Yeah. Um, as long as you're ahead of the game, yeah. that's probably one of the biggest things that I would be doing at the moment if yeah. you've got an end date. Yeah. You know, so. Do you know what? You're not on your own there. We are doing that as a building company. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as we start projects, we have specific progress payments very early on for yeah. all the FF&E and we are ordering everything at the start of the project because yeah. we have no control over logistics and lead, lead times these days. Well, that's, and that's, again, I'm going to South Australia, New South Wales and stuff like that. 
my advice is stage everything, but yep. order everything now. Order yep. everything. And I think my advice for anyone out there doing a project, whether it be just a landscape project or if you are doing a build that has landscaping involved, I would say nine times out of ten when we're contracting a project, the landscaping is the first thing to come out yep. of the costs. 100%. I would say, though, to everybody out there who's going through this process where that might be a reality for you, spend the money on good landscape design that you can then Achieve. execute at a later mm. date. Yep. Because there's nothing worse than always feeling like your project is incomplete. Yeah. And, and, you know, to link that back to the interiors, I would say that window furnishings are definitely sit with the landscaping and yeah. one of the first things to come out, the True. furniture package, one of yeah. the first things to come out. So it's all important in achieving a holistic end-to-end yeah. um, project. But, yeah, I, I think for us, you know, when we went into this project, I didn't want to be six months, 12 months yeah. out and still not have our landscaping done. So it was very, very important to us from the, the beginning to do as much as what we could, as yeah. quickly as what we could. Yeah, well, look, as you say, like planning is everything, yep. you know, and if you are going to engage with someone, obviously work that budget out or even just have someone, like a lot of people are not going to charge you to come around and say, rightio, what are you thinking? And yeah. then point out the hardest point. So if you can educate yourself or get mm. someone in or someone that's local, yeah. that's what I would suggest. Get yeah. someone local. Yep. And they can give you a bit of an idea or if you've got a passion that you really want to use a certain company, yep. get on to them before, yep. whilst, whilst the architect's drawing up the plan. That's, that's a really great point. Just use really local, great point. someone local. If someone's, you know, suburban Melbourne again, what's a tip for them or what should they be thinking about making in their yard impactful? What what can they do to really give it uh, like a shaboom, you know? Yeah. To get the neighbours talking. Yeah. To get the neighbours talking. I'll just leave the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, look, every, every house, like, you've got to have what we say is like over a focal point or feature focal. areas and stuff like that. I mean, it just depends on how the land is as well. And I always mm. say grand entrance. One of my biggest mm. hates is like... When you use the driveway as a front pathway, I yeah. hate that, you know, because that's yes. what I don't like. So, thank I'm goodness all, we have a separate path. No, I've got to design it. But I mean, it just gives you a bit more grandeur. Mm. You know, like if you've got a staircase, don't do the staircase, do one or two steps, do a platform, yes. make it feel bigger, yes. make it feel wider. They're the types of things that will go. The small details. The small details, nice lighting on yep. the steps and stuff like that, and that's going to maximise the size of your front yard. Yeah. And that's how you start with grandeur. And, yeah. yeah. And I I've just had flashbacks of all the jobs you've done, and now you have, yes. you have got those journeys. Said, cut the no. podcast down, yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. And I'm also actually linking has... that straight back to our house. You know, for, uh, for for the listeners out there, jump into the show notes, click on the link, watch this, this episode of yeah. the web series. You will see our pedestrian gate pretty much lines up with the location of the front door, but we've dog-legged our path That's to create right. interest. Yeah, I remember Dave right. saying you wanted us to go into the landscape yeah. and come back around. 100%. And yep. that's, so if you just have the driveway and you've got the, you know, mm. all your cars in the driveway, like, yeah. as I said, Boring. It's, a, it's a pet hate and it's yeah. a, I look at a driveway as a serviceability area. Yes. That's it. So that's what I, my suggestion is. So to answer the question there, make your house feel a little bit wider, yep. use some grandeur, yeah. have a different, have a pedestrian gate. Go have some considered elements. 100%. Yeah. That's it. You know. yep. So either that will come, come to us. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll, put, we'll put the invoice out. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, Dave, um, something that we've been threading through this whole podcast series is the sustainability message. It was a very big thing for us during uh, the project and the build and still now we're talking yep. about this every day. I want to understand, I guess, from your perspective about what were some of the elements in that area that were incorporated into our design and build and what you might be doing as a company as well. 
Look, I think sustainability is a huge thing at the moment, okay? So, I mean, I remember when we had the drought, everyone put in water tanks and that, mm. and everyone's yeah. going to a lot of solar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even just basically with your garden especially, I mean, you've got a real coastal sort of native sort of garden. So you're, yeah. Once it's established, you actually won't need to water yours much at all unless we yeah. hit a drought or something like that. Mm. As for everything else, like your timbers that you've used, I mean, they're all recycled, sort of like an old timber as well, um, like your concrete and your paving and all that sort of stuff. So nothing's artificial in your garden whatsoever. And that's what we always say, especially working on the block, there's got to be some sort of sustainability every year. This year's been sort of off-grid and, you know, how we did the landscape out there, we basically used all the soil there, we screened it and added some more compost to it, and so that was the soil for the whole block, even to the Scotty Camps pool and the Mm. front dams. All the rock that come out of that, we use that as the rock walls and we had a stonemason come in and chip it. So Ah, yes, you told me about that. Yeah, so if you have a close look around the fire pit, there's actually one massive rock there. It's the size of this table here. Mm. Yeah. And um, it sat there and we couldn't move it with the machine. So we thought, right, let's (laughs) do a fire pit around it. it. Everyone thinks it's the best design, but that was just because we couldn't move the rock. (laughs) Don't give away your secrets. That's what I'm saying. So so that one actually was not drawn up, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Quick edit, I meant it. (laughs) I'm trying to get everyone saying, I love this rock. I go, oh, mate, yeah, we picked this and that's, yeah. that's it. So, but anyway, but that's what we're saying. Like, and again, you know, coming back to your sort of place, you yeah. know, um, you've got it. I mean, you've really ticked off everything for sustainability there. And, yeah. you know, and I do see that these days is that you've got to design something like you can't put like that French influence on a house like yours down there and the way yes. that your design is. It just does not suit. I think what we've done there, we've looked at the area, yep. you know, looked at the driveways, looked at the fences and all that sort of stuff and sort of implemented what is local as well. So, yeah, and that's exactly. A big tick for me is sustainability in that area and that's yep. what you guys have done. To add to that as well, I mean, we have two, two and a half thousand litre Kingspan water tanks underneath yep. the house. They collect all of the water off the roof and that's our irrigation. Yep. So, you know, we're not drawing on town water for our gardens when we do need to have the gardens watered. Yep. So just those little things that make yep. an impact. 100%. And as I said, like, your garden probably won't need to be watered mm. that much. Yeah. You well, know, we haven't, said, well, we haven't watered it so in ages. Rain, so like, I was going <laughs> to say, if you, if you go outside at the moment, it's rain and rain. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. One little nugget I picked up there, Dave, which was interesting, try and utilise what you've got on site already. Mm. So yeah. yes. if you do excavate, let's see if you can somehow use that as topsoil later on 100%. or reuse rocks. I love it when you say rocks because you go into a garden supplies, they're going to charge you $50 for a small rock that's yeah. only 500 by 500 again, Dan mate. may have brought home some rocks from, yeah. so- from, the, from block. the block. Yeah, I did. I bought, I bought some. <laughs> mate, well, there's, there's still, I reckon there's still about another 100 cubes up there. Right. Mate. We just wow. had a look this morning. So, but yeah. I mean, look, I think what we try and do, and we actually do say this, and this is repurposing the trees as well. It's a big thing that's yes. at the moment. Okay, yes. so when we, We're on two jobs at the moment when we're ripping stuff down. So one, like my apprentices and... Um, some of the qualifiers and stuff like that. So it's got old decking there. And I said, well, look, this actually looks good as a cladded fence. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and yeah. so grab that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like the old nail holes mm. through it and stuff like that. Yeah. The black Q-Tech oil on it. Yep. It's brand new again. Like, as we said, like the old red bricks, I mean, you're pulling those, keep those. Yeah. Um, yep. Even old pots, you know, like yeah. one thing that I get the guys to do is, that, you know, empty it out. If there's an old terracotta pot, take it home. Yeah. Paint it with a porter's lime wash. All of a sudden mm. it's yeah. brand new. I'm so, just remembering back to our last project that we did as well. Do you remember we had the bluestone um, yep. thing for our fireplaces that, that yep. the previous owner had taken out. So we reused them and made built the right, bench, yeah. the bench back seat. of the bench seat and, mm. yeah. and garden. Yeah, and so that that to me, there's a, well, they say, as I say, there's a sense of romance in keeping yeah. it in the house. we just got to educate the younger guys because they love to no. come in and smash Shiny and bash and, and then you just throw it out. Then you yeah. see it in the bin and you go, mate, what? As there's we money. say, don't destroy 
dismantle yeah. and bring it back to us. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so if you dismantle it, you can have it in the full piece and maybe yes. pick that up and use it for the job later on. Oh, I love that's what that. I'm that's, using that one. Yeah, that's such a, <laughs> such a great message. Reuse yeah. what you can on site. So, Dave... What's happening for you at the moment? What's on the cards yeah. for Franklin Landscape Look, Design? I'd have to say it's probably been the biggest year we've ever had in Franklin okay. Landscape and Design. Like yeah. we've got, because um, of the show as well, I've been hosting another show called Australia's Best Pool, so yes. I've been able to fly yeah. around Australia and do that. It sounds like a real bad job, just swimming yeah. in pools and, <laughs> you know, all that. And my wife said, you missed it by 20 years, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, I have some great hosts on doing that, so that's yeah. taken up a lot of time. But yeah. um, my work alone just in Melbourne has been ridiculous. COVID's brought this on as well, you know, and as I said, we've got a small office up in Sydney, so we've got a designer up there, and uh, look, we're looking at starting another designer in the Gold Coast because we've got stuff in Byron. You've always had stuff going on on the Gold Coast. Always had had a lot up there, so we're just, again, we start with the design, and then obviously we got the trust with you guys, and then we have our landscape construction. Now, we probably do at least 100 designs a year. I could probably only do 10 to 12 of these jobs. And if wow. once we've got these big jobs, I think we'll only end up doing five jobs yeah. next, next year. So, so what I'm hearing out of that um, is that Dan, Dave Franklin has no more time for us yeah. um, <laughs> in, in our future projects. Design only, Danny. Design, Design only. only. Yeah, less, <laughs> less than seven figures. At the same time, you always look at, uh, I suppose we look at interest rates as well, what's going to yeah. come on. I think that's going to slow the bottom end of the market yeah. down definitely. Yeah. Um, but I I've never seen anything like it. Like all the yeah. tradesmen I know that have they've left the Queensland or they've gone, they've everyone vacated Melbourne. Mm. Yep. So try and find landscaping now. You you, you can't. Yeah. Tra- you know, a trade in general. A trade in general. Yeah, trade in general. So yeah. yeah, everyone keeps saying when's it gonna slow? I, I can't see it happening in the next twelve months. I mean mm. we could successfully book our company out for the next six months and when you talk um what's exciting, what's on the horizon, I mean these jobs that we're coming mm. that's coming into us, this is this is the stuff that you've been waiting all your yeah. life to do, you know. It's so a nice it's quite, spot to be in, right? It's, oh, it's great. You know, I get to yeah. spend other people's money on the stuff I want. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. <laughs> I, just, I just don't get to stay there at night. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. But, exactly uh, right. But, no, uh, it is. Look, there's a lot, lot of stuff that's been going on this year. It's probably yeah, yeah. definitely been our biggest year and, um, yeah, just look forward to... Looking, looking forward to a break, though, I imagine. To, yeah, definitely looking forward yeah. to a break yeah. <laughs> for, for those three days we get off at exactly. Christmas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, thank you so much for taking yeah. the time out to come in and chat with us today. We really do appreciate it. We appreciate your efforts and everything that you've done for us the, and with us good for this the best project. In the business in nah, thank you, mate. Yeah. It's been my pleasure. And as I said, it's just, you know, Dan was claiming that he did plant it all, you know, <laughs> at the box. <laughs> he definitely uh, did. Yeah. Find out. <laughs> you owe me a slave now, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's been my pleasure and I'm glad that you finished it. So, yes, no, no. same. Cheers. Thank you. So, Dan, it's that time again. Let's have a chat about what it is in this house that actually makes it a home for us. Well, for me, and it happened during construction, actually, towards the end of it, it was the central courtyard in between the living and the master bedroom. Ah, uh, yep. I remember maybe about three weeks or even a month out before Christmas, we planted all in there and it really connected the two spaces together. Yeah. So I think that's when you could really get a feel of how our landscape overall is going to feel and look. Yeah. It also actually changed the type of air that was coming in those windows. Well, well there's no more sand in there. There was now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but as the air kind of oh. um, cleans and filters through the plants and stuff like that, it just completely changed, didn't it? Yeah. And I, I even think about now seeing those plants grown so I mean, much they need more. a trim. They're very overgrown at the moment. That, that whole space, it just almost feels like the house is floating now. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So for me, 
it has to be the front garden. The mm. front garden for me is so beautiful. And I think right now we are coming into spring. We've had a lot of rain, mm. bit of sunshine. That front garden is off the chain. Mm. And what that does as well is it helps to kind of settle the structure a little bit more and achieve that whole thing that we always wanted about building a home that sits within the landscape. So the garden and everything that we've planted is now catching up to the existing trees that were on the site and it all just works so beautifully together. And you could see Dave when he said he drove past. Yeah, he was was, was chuffed. He was chuffed about it. (laughs) And, and you know what? I used to always say I used to hate hated the right side of the front garden. Because it was slower because it was planted last. Remember I used to love the left side? Yeah. That was my favourite side. Now yeah. that it's all grown together, yeah. I don't have a favourite side. Yeah. They're both just as good. It's just that last little bit up in front of the pool, um, which Needs is a still little a little bit behind okay, everything so else. Okay, like the left side still a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> no, collectively as a whole, it's that front garden is just absolutely yes. beautiful and it's a pleasure to come home to, especially on dusk when the lights are on, yeah? Mm. Well, that wraps up episode 10 of All Manner of Things podcast. Now, make sure to catch up on the web series if you're behind or you haven't seen everything. All the links are in the show notes. Catch up on all the previous pod episodes as well. And I cannot wait to bring you episode 11 next time. See you next time. Bye. 